Welcome, everybody, to our presentation, Journey to the Center of Your Soul. I would like to start with a few verses from a poem called Sea Traveller. In his tiny boat he sits by the shore, Sea Traveller, waiting at the new day's door. I call to him, your oars, they dangle so limply in the surf and spray. Seize them fast before you drift away, out of the bay, into the stormy waves of worries and wants, fears, plans, memories and idle conversation. Even happy anticipation. Those waves will rock your boat and turn you over. You won't float. Yes, our frail impression the summit in the morning faces to filler like that tiny rowing boat going out into the stormy sea. And the task of davening is to take charge of that little boat and steer it, not to be deflected from its course on its journey through the words of the Siddha to gain strength and inspiration for the day ahead. The Zoyha describes this journey as the ascent up the ladder in the famous dream of Yaakov or Vinu, a ladder with its foot resting on the physical earth and its head in heaven. In this first session, I would like to focus on the starting point of this ascent. I'd like to begin at that point of time in the morning before we actually start davening. There is an intriguing enigmatic comment in Gemara Brochers which reads like this, a person should always go into the shul through two doors. Now, three different halakhic rulings emerge from these words. Number one, you should not daven at the entrance to the shul because it looks as if it's a burden to be there and you're almost ready to leave. Number two, your concentration will be disturbed by what is actually going on in the street outside and therefore a good piece of architectural advice would be, as we see in most synagogues, to construct an entrance hall before the main base of Knesset. And number three, you should wait the amount of time it takes to walk the distance of the width of two doors before starting to daven. That way, you will have the time to clear your mind from any unwanted distractions. <laughs> Hasidic teachings take this third interpretation a little further and seize on the question of why doors are mentioned as the measuring unit. The Sfas Emis, the second Gera Rebbe, explains that in order to pray correctly, you have to embark on two journeys through two doors. The first door is an exit to put behind you all of your concerns, thoughts and moods of this world. And the second door is an entrance to a higher spiritual dimension. And the reward for the effort you make to get through the first door, he says, is that you achieve a disproportionately faster rate of progress in passing through the second. Based on the same Gemara, the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, adds these encouraging words in his famous work, Kuntras Hatzfila. A person who does not think that he is able to remove worries in his heart before davening should consider that when it comes to his physical needs, like when he wants to go to sleep, then he can dispel his concerns and distractions. How much easier should it be for him to do so when the needs are spiritual and critical to the welfare of his soul? 
In the sessions that follow, we will indeed see the logic of the words of the Sfas Emes, that the sweeping away of one's day-to-day thoughts and moods achieves much more than permitting an, an initial connection with spirituality, because it also serves as a launching pad to release extra energy so that we can reach much higher levels of connection which have gotten lost through our existence in a body and a physical world. So, how do we go about navigating our distractions? Stage one is to just practice being an outside witness to them, day by day, to get used to watching and mentally noting the distracting thoughts and moves which grab our attention just before and drawing to filler. They don't have to be serious matters, just anything which parks itself stubbornly on the screen of your consciousness. Besides the most common distractions, such as thoughts about the day ahead and serious worries about health and parnosa, you'll be surprised what kind of minor thoughts can take an unrelenting grip on your mind. Take note as well of any environmental distractions, the shul notice board, leaflets and sepharim, unrelated to tefillah, the people around you, your mobile device. For the moment, it will be enough just to start recognising these invading influences. We will not be analysing them in detail nor learning how to remove them until we have studied first, in session two, the huge strategic position their navigation holds in our climb up the ladder of tefillah. And secondly, in session three, how to access the force and energy actually hidden within these distractions. But in later sessions, we will certainly be taking a much closer look at them and giving advice on how to stop them interfering with our concentration. For after all, we need to prepare our mind to be uncluttered so that it can contemplate positively on the greatness of Hashem. Hopefully, by the next session, you will have trained yourself to be a little more conscious of your distractions. See you there.